Hello and welcome everyone to this week's episode of Double DM Podcast, where we will be discussing character conflict, the evil campaign, and morally ambiguous choices as your characters. But first, as every week, we are here to discuss what happened in our weeks, in our TTRPG sessions, in our lives, so you can get caught up to date to what we've been doing, and also maybe some, I don't know, project hints at stuff. Let me ask the first question, as every week, Niels, how are you doing today? Um, Doing better by the minute. I slept like shit, but other than that, it's great. Everyone slept like shit today, I can tell you that much. I know for a fact that several of the DDM members slept like <laughs> shit. Some, something is off. Perfect. Something is off today. Yeah, Everyone I, I don't know. Like shit. I, I just was tossing and turning yesterday evening, couldn't go uh, get to sleep at all, and then, yes, at some point passed out. Now I'm here, but other than you, that, I'm great. Do you normally also put a water bottle next to you while you sleep or, or, or something to drink? Yeah, okay, cool. Now, I usually just put that there in case... I need to drink it, but I never drink it, right? Yeah, yeah, feel ya, feel ya. Or more, it's more or less there for the morning, right? So it's there in the morning when you need something to drink, and then I drink it. However, no, sometimes I also drink it at night because, right, sometimes you get yeah. thirsty. Sometimes it's like that. Exactly. But I always know that when I drink that shit at night, it's gonna be a shit night. Yep. Yep, it was the exact same thing. Okay. I usually have one uh, one liter bottle of water next to me. Yeah, I emptied that shit once, filled it up again, emptied it again, and filled it up again. And then, yeah. I mean, I'm so fucking lazy that I don't even get up after it's empty once. I just say, yes, I'm sure I will sleep now. And then... Yeah, yeah, I tried that. Happens. I tried that, but it didn't work. So I had to. And yeah, the night was just shit okay so everyone slept like shit today if you've also slept like shit last week and it has been from wednesday to thursday you know exactly when we're recording this recap as we nearly do every week but okay niels did anything exciting happen to you this week uh, yeah, several things, actually. On Tuesday, I had an amazing session, which I'll get mm -hmm. into later. And then yesterday, um, I was um, out with some friends and painting fun ceramics and stuff, uh -huh. fun, uh, fun times. Then right after that, I had the first meeting regarding therapy. Okay. So I am now on the waiting list and rather high up. So at least that's what I can read from the paper that I got. So okay, yeah, that's good. I am starting therapy somewhat soon-ish, I guess. Okay, Let's nice. see. But, but that's a big step because I wanted to get behind that um, for a long time now and I finally did it. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud of myself that I did. Um, after that, I was um, looking at chairs for my new table in my living room <laughs> and decided on chairs that I want to buy. But I need to save up money for that because... Those are fucking expensive. Hell yeah. Why are well, chairs am... so fucking expensive? It's, oh, I hate it. Well, first of all, I'm happy that you're on the waiting list or getting therapy. Not Thank that you. easy to yeah, do. Yeah, it isn't. But it seems like you're, um... <clears throat> a case? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you say it, it's okay. I, I don't, I, I'm not the one to say it. Yeah, um, no, uh, but okay. understandable. There is some shit that I need to work through, and I will. So, um, yeah, your TTRPG session 
on Tuesday. How was that? How was that? Arc ending session of this uh, current arc. We wanted to meet up with some goblin, uh, gobl not goblins, kobolds, uh, to get a stolen statue of some sort. But they just attacked us. We tried to go the diplomatic route, but they just didn't want to. So, yeah, we had to fight a bit. Fun fights. But turns out, yeah, they have some sort of elder entity, Cthulhu-esque tentacle sea monster embodiment of the sea waters and storms cage down below their uh, cave so that might have been the reason normal why they stuff. were a bit more aggressive let's normal say that stuff yeah the, the normal stuff that you experience in a ttrpg session right yeah meeting yeah, up yeah. with normal. chained elder gods perfect turns out our paladin in the group is um bearing the gifts of that creature mm -hmm. so yeah that's a thing that's interesting yeah to see how this all works together will be fun i don't know where this is all going to lead we now left these islands and are now on our way to the mainland again or to a different part of the mainland to follow up on some clues that we've gotten before find basically a specific forage of one long lost civilization that made the chains that now bound the elder god thingamajig down below so yeah we have some shit to work through and somehow some dragons are involved we don't know how but they are hmm. so yeah that will be fun to unravel this whole jumble of information that we just got so yeah fun stuff and yeah that's basically my week for ttrpgs up until now interesting okay and what do you have coming up hopefully a session tomorrow Maybe Hopefully. a session tomorrow, depending on if the GM feels good enough to GM or not. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully an amazing session on Saturday, uh, on Sunday. On Saturday. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, and I can't wait for that. I am fucking hyped, nervous a bit, but not as nervous as I used to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting used to that, I guess. <laughs> but it's a special session. Let's say it like that. I can't wait for that. When I want to play that so bad. <laughs> same. Very much same. Yeah, I'm part of both of those sessions. But even after that session on Sunday, you have another session. Yes, I ha I do. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. We have three amazing sessions coming up. One of them D&D. One of them cyberpunk red and one of them undisclosed actual play. Can't talk about it just yet. Can't wait. I'm just <laughs> fucking excited. It yeah, is yeah. gonna feel incredible. Am I scared? Yes. Should you Am be? Am I terrified? I <laughs> yes. <laughs> Am I jumping up and down every morning in excitement? Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> Mainly because I have been very hurt. <laughs> okay, well, um, I need an explanation for that. Okay, so um, on Sunday, I had a TTRPG session um, yeah. with my Phantoms of Chaos group. And mm -hmm. we played for the first time since July. And that game uh, was wild. The players were basically uh, the entire time traveling back to the um, to the castle by the count that sent them to investigate some further regions of his uh, of his county where they were bringing back information and uh, maybe solutions as well to problems there and stuff like that but they were apparently 
actually chased. They were they they noticed a few days after they've left one of the towns that they are being followed mm -hmm. by a raven. Okay. Then a cobra, a snake. Mm -hmm. Then when they rested at night one time and two bird watchers just minding their own fucking business were at their camp and doing bird watching and the players sat, do. sat down next to them and said, okay, mm -hmm. can we camp here with you? Can we, right? Okay, yeah, let's do that. The bird watchers went out into the night to watch some owls. Okay. And when they came back, Paladin was on watch and he heard the snap of a twig, right? He wasn't thinking much about it. It was probably just the bird watchers coming back. Then he heard a scream and another one. He heard the violent sounds of fighting. When he realized that the snapping he heard wasn't from a twig. Oh. from a bone. Mm. Mm -hmm. And what he saw was three creatures with bloodshot eyes standing in the darkness, disappearing before the light could reach them. Mm -hmm. As those two bird watchers are now dead, my players thought, maybe we are being followed. And then they went, ventured out. They uh, went to a tavern the next night. And when they held watch, they heard something scratching along their door to their room. They okay. thought it was just the tavern cat. Well, it might have just been the tavern cat. Because honestly, I don't know where they took that there was a tavern cat. Because I never told them that, they, that the tavern had a cat. Mm -hmm. But they saw the cat on their wagon the next day, running away when they approached, not mm. being able to find it once again. And in the next village, they found the same cat once again, watching them. And now they've made it back to their castle, to the castle of the Count, and are sleeping safe and sound in their room that they've procured from the Count, mm -hmm. only to be attacked by three assassin hags mm -hmm. that yeah. seemingly have something against them and want to kill them. Okay, okay, so definitely made, safe. Because mm -hmm. I've made, I basically made a hag coven that are three assassins. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Amazing shit. We will see next month in December if we get to play, if they get to survive the attack by the... The server. attack? The attack. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. You win that one. Um, however, apparently, when we ordered pizza, as you do with GTRPGs in person, basically, yeah, my pizza wasn't that great. Like, it was... It was a food poisoning situation. Fuck. Oh, no. And okay. the entire night after that eight-hour TTRPG session, which I still somehow managed to do out of pure spite <laughs> against everything, I don't want to get into details. However, I took the next day off because of not having slept that night and having spent that night not in my bed, but near Somewhere my toilet. Else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any muscle in your body is against what you're doing in that moment. Mm. So you're straining yourself. Well, I had ba I basically shot out my back for like two days. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fun. Fun. And I can finally actually move without pain again. Today. Hell yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so after that, my Tuesday session also fell through because we just didn't really get the time to do it. It wasn't just me that was feeling unwell. It was um, several people feeling unwell. So we just said, okay, let's call it off. 
happens. Happens. It doesn't really matter that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. It happens. And so I haven't had TTRPGs yet till tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, and, and then Sunday. And then hopefully Sunday as the big crowning day of November. Yeah. And the final me. day of November for T in, T in regards of TTRPGs for me. I still have next Tuesday. I still have next Tuesday. But yes, it is. Oh, yeah, the, true. Tuesday isn't December yet. No. True. No, 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 yeah, no, no, I, no, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I get I mess updates. So when you're listening to this, <laughs> just know that Nils and I are either crying ourselves to sleep today yeah. or very, very ecstatic that something amazing happened on Sunday. There's Both. only two options. Bo both. There's always the third, <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Happy crying ourselves to sleep? Hmm? Maybe? Fair. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, really, I can't wait for a Sunday. It's yeah. just, yeah. I'm so fucking hyped. Cannot I, wait. There's always this feeling that I'm going to mess shit up. Mm, you won't. You won't. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. The, the thing is, I know I won't because I have amazing players who can carry my ass if even if I do. But there's still this feeling, you know? <laughs> but rationally, I know I don't have to have that. Anyways, it will be amazing. Can't wait. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think with that, we've discussed what happened in our weeks. Our weeks been eh, not so necessarily that great, but they promise to get really great along oh, this yeah. weekend now. So without further ado, let's jump into our episode on character conflict and the evil campaign. Hey listener, how are you enjoying the show so far? Tell us about it in whatever way you see fit. Go to our social media pages and add us or DM us about your favorite episode of the show. We would love to hear from you on what impact our show might have had on your home games. Or you could review us on your podcast app of choice and leave us a nice message with a 5-star review. And if you want to go above and beyond, bring a friend into the fold. Tell them about our show and refer us to them so they can get a piece of the pie as well. Thank you for listening to Double DM and joining us on this incredible journey. So Emil, I've been thinking lately, especially with Halloween being there and all of those horror and evil thingamajigs floating around in TTRPG space. Yeah? Uh-huh. There is this concept of an evil campaign or yeah. evil characters and all of that. And I was just thinking to myself, how does one make an evil campaign or what does that even mean? How can or how does a GM or a table act when there is one quote unquote evil character in the group? What does that even mean? Mm -hmm. That's something that I would like to talk to you about today. So yeah. do you have any experience with running an evil campaign, being part of that or having one quote unquote evil character in the group? And um, It's hard for me, I think, because I, I have not played a character that was outright evil mm -hmm. at least for the group's standard mm -hmm. because right we've had an episode on good versus evil morality in ttrpgs and that it's at the end of the day it's a part of perspective yeah what do you perceive as evil and it's why i always think when people talk about yeah let's make an evil campaign where the characters go against 
the king and do bad things for the kingdom therein. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that 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 can be considered an evil campaign. But what that does that mean that every other campaign is outright a good campaign? Right? If if, if you say my okay, let's run an evil campaign this time. That basically says that every other campaign that you've run is a good campaign. That everything the characters have done in that campaign is good. Hmm. Obviously, that's over exaggeration, and I think everyone understands that. But why do we state that? that it's an evil campaign. Why do we have to say it's an evil campaign? Why is there such a fascination with evil campaigns? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know, actually. It's just something, um, whatever we do for a certain goal in a TTRPG campaign, we kind of see as the necessary thing to do to achieve a quote-unquote good outcome, whatever the, that means in regards to morality, good versus evil, and all of that. We discussed that already. Yeah. But just doing something different than or majorly different than that. I think this is the fascination behind that. I think since you mostly think of the things that you do as a group of um, of being good for the means of um, what you want to achieve, I think this is where the um, saying comes in, yeah, let's do something different, let's run an evil campaign. Okay, I think this is, yeah. this is where the fascination lies, the difference between your normal playstyle or the difference between the normal things that you would do or consider or... Or your characters would say, yeah, that's okay, but that isn't. Or their approach to different things. It's hard because I'm thinking to myself, that then would mean that um, people doing an evil campaign are doing things that they don't want to do or that they would not normally do. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, right. If your evil campaign includes killing innocent people, we can all agree that killing someone that does not deserve it is an evil act. Mm -hmm. But why do you want to play that in a TTRPG? Like, I'm not saying that um, that you are not allowed to. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But why do you want to? If the concept of evil campaigns, which has been going on for a very long time, right? It's not that this is something like uh, it, it is a designer thing that happened like two years ago or something. It is something that has been in the TTRPG space for longer than I have. Mm -hmm. Like one of the like when I've read whole stories about TTRPGs, they were always part of part of people saying, yeah, evil campaigns and stuff like that, right? It is something that has been circulating in the space forever. Yeah. And I mean, I'm no psychologist. I have no idea. At the end of the day, people play TTRPGs to escape and to sometimes also do stuff that they want to do that they can't do in real life. And I'm not saying that those people have those specific urges. If they want to play an assassin, they do not have the urge to kill someone in real life just because they want to play an assassin. Yeah. They don't. That, 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 there's no there cannot be a correlation between that. However, I think that if you say, okay, let's play a campaign where I can be evil, that I'm thinking to myself, I have no problem with a campaign that questions uh, what is good and evil. But I'm not going to run you through a fantasy world where you get to kidnap children and kill people innocently just because you want to really. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know that that's not necessarily all a ev an evil campaign is. An evil campaign can be something great, but I just think that the word evil campaign is completely useless. Yeah. Because that would mean everything because that would mean that we also need a good campaign and a good campaign is then the campaign where we are heroes, which is basically everything else that is not explicitly stated as an evil campaign. Mm -hmm. eh, it doesn't work like that. It's not black and white, right? Right? It's it's grayscale in all its facets. Yeah. Sure, you want to play a more morally ambiguous campaign or character, go ahead. I will have no problem with your character being a little more, let's face it, evil 
than the rest of the party or than you usually play, right? You can play a rogue that does in fact want to steal from everyone. That inherently doesn't make your character in my eyes evil. Hmm. It makes him a lawbreaker. Sure, it makes him probably not necessarily the best person, but, yeah, but there is still there still needs to be reason. Yeah. Exactly. And I think uh, th this is uh, the fascination, uh, at least for me, with um, quote unquote evil campaigns Yeah, is um, how much I can stretch and bend the morality spectrum until something is considered evil or not and want to kind of stretch that a bit to see how far something can go before something is considered evil mm -hmm. or something uh, or along those lines. It's basically a meta discussion through the play. At least uh, yeah. that's the fascination for me. Yeah. Pro um, or prompting the table as uh, being it you as the gem or you as the player in that, let's just say it, evil campaign. L mm -hmm. Let's just work with that for now. Yeah, I have no problem with the word being used, right? Because it's a grayscale, it's hard to say, yeah, this is evil or not. That's why I always put the quotes around it. But just for ease of argument here, um, if you're a, a, a player in an evil campaign or the GM mm -hmm. of one, it's basically, or at least in from my point of view, it's a you prompt a meta discussion at the table of how evil you can be or how uh, what things you can do to still be considered not the mm. hero. Yeah. Because yeah. um let's face it, if you just want to destroy things, that's easy enough to do. But you still want to be recognized in some way when you're playing an evil campaign. But to what way and why and all of that, it's basically just prompting this meta discussion over and over and over again to see how much you can be the hero without being the hero or the other way around. Yes. Yes, I feel like right we put a lot under under the umbrella of evil campaign. Mm -hmm. And that is at the same time, some random imaginary group now for this scenario that just wants to murder everyone mm -hmm. doesn't want to be called murder hobos for it, basically, because, right, we're playing an evil campaign. We're allowed to murder everyone or people that say, OK, we've done the let's save the world. I don't necessarily want to destroy the world, but I but I just feel like the idea of playing a villain mm -hmm. sounds fun to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I can get with that. I can get with that. We will have to lay down a lot of ground rules, obviously, but it's a difference from the people that just want to play out their darkest fantasies and do vile shit. Hmm. And again, that is an imaginary scenario. I'm not saying that anyone that has ever played an evil campaign has done that or does that, but I know RPG horror stories of people that have used their character or the campaign that they've been playing in as a GM and or player to basically let out those dark fantasies and do hmm. vile shit. Yeah. And let's be real, no, we don't want that. And I think everyone can agree on that. Hell yeah. Just because we want to play something a little bit more, in quotation marks, evil, doesn't mean that we have to be actually bad. Yeah, just because I want to scam everyone of their coin doesn't mean that I want to do that. Yeah. You know, it, it, that, that's the thing. And the thing is, for me, right, I have had so many different campaigns start or one-shots where a character where there was a rogue or some kind of thieving assassiny character that was basically an evil character right because it's a one shot it's fun uh, i'm gonna steal gold from the party 
party. Oh, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Right. Everyone had that type of rogue at their table, mm-hmm. right? Or has been that rogue, and we've done that. It's not bad to have done that, but at the end of the day, that character then still plays in a good campaign mm-hmm. or in a campaign. Yeah, and I think uh, you mentioned something uh, regarding good campaign and evil campaigns and wanting to play a mm-hmm. villain that you can get behind that. But let me ask you this. If you're a GM for a good campaign, aren't you playing the villain all the time? But you you always control an evil character. You are playing the villain part. But I'm going to exactly. be honest, there's a difference between... For me, there's still a difference between being the GM and the player at a table. Mm-hmm. As much as some people want you to believe that the GM is just also a player, yes, I am playing the game. However, I do have a position of power. I do have more control and I do have a different job at the table. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that I have less fun or less enjoyment from the play. It's just that I have different ways to engage with the play. Yeah. And And when I play a villain in my games, I play that villain to be a villain for these characters that my friends are playing. Mm -hmm. I am in a service position. I am serving this villain up to be evil for these characters to fight and deal with. When I want to play a villain as a character, I am playing a character where the villain I get in my story is the good paladin trying to stop me. Mm -hmm. And then again, as a GM, I am playing that paladin as a service position to serve these players their fantasy. Now, I might still win. I might still try to win. However, I put that villain there in the good conscience as a GM of... I want my players to deal with this problem and I kind of want them to win. I'm not going to make them win, but I want them to win because that is more fun. Even though failure obviously is fun, we've talked about that. But what I actually wanted to say with that is that it is not up to the character if a campaign is good or evil. Because I've had Mm. evil characters in a good campaign that then still played the good part, right? I am the thief that steals from everyone, but I'm also still gonna accept that the world-ending destroyer monster coming to this world needs to be stopped. Mm -hmm. I am still gonna be a hero. Yeah. So it has, for me, an evil campaign, right? It's not just the construct of the characters are evil. The entire campaign is built around doing something that is considered evil or Mm -hmm. at least considered not normal by that group's standard of play. Whatever that standard is for you. I wouldn't say most of my campaigns are good because my players, I have an example of this. My players were in a kingdom. There was a revolution going on against that kingdom. My players decided to side with the kingdom Mm -hmm. and they fought these rebels. Mm-hmm. That was their decision. Does that make them evil or good? Does make them characters. It does make them characters. They made a decision. And now I did not plan for them to take either side. I didn't know what side they would take. I just knew that the kingdom is there and that these rebels are longing for a time before this kingdom was existent for a time of anarchy, right? They didn't rebel against the kingdom itself. They rebelled for their land to be pure anarchy. They rebelled really just because they wanted the anarchy back that ruled before. My players decided, no, we're not anarchists. We want the order this kingdom and the protection this kingdom provides for the people because it is not necessarily a bad kingdom. It's actually treating its citizens quite nicely. Let's side with it. Now, there were also bad sides to the kingdom and there were also good sides to the rebels. Obviously, I'm going to make mm-hmm. that conflict a little bit more simple than black and white or even gray one gray two it was really what side do you want to take and i've gave them good options on both sides for what they can do and they decided the kingdom and they fought a group of bandits or rebels i used bandit stat blocks however mm-hmm. and now these bandits slash rebels slash little farmhands from the 
villages twice over from the one my players were currently in ran away again when they met the players as a force. They couldn't beat them, so they ran away. Still doesn't make my players good or bad. However, I would say that the act of shooting one of the fleeing bandits into the knee with the intention of handicapping him mm -hmm. is considered a not-so-good act. I wouldn't say that that's outright evil, mm -hmm. but shooting someone fleeing from you, clearly having dropped their weapon just so you can take them back, chain them up to a pole and ask and interrogate them while you are not the law of this country, right? You're not the guard, and even those shouldn't do that because that person is fleeing. They have thrown on their weapons. They just don't want to surrender themselves to you, and you shoot them in the back of the leg. You basically handicap this person for the rest of their life. Mm. I would not say that that's a good act. Yeah, uh, and, and I would agree. That is a decision that has been made. Mm. I would also not say that my, that my players are outright evil for this decision and have done an evil campaign. But I cannot say that that, that was a good act. Same again, in that same campaign, my players were, on, were in pursuit of someone that has just stolen a holy artifact from a temple. Mm -hmm. And they got him. And then they let them go again. At least one of the characters did. They had him captured and he asked them to let him go. So they did. Is that good or is that bad? I don't know. It is a decision that has been made. The, the thief is clearly someone that doesn't shy away from killing as well. That's what we know. Letting him go is good, evil. I don't care. I don't care if you vote that as good or evil. What I care about is that you made the decision. Mm -hmm. And in that game, it only matters to me that we've made a decision and had a good play moment from it. Yeah. I don't count my campaigns as good campaigns or as evil campaigns. I count them as my players are a group of people thrown into these circumstances where they have to make decisions that can either lead to that and that. And I think exactly that's where the evil campaign lies, the idea of this evil campaign. That the decisions the players make or the characters make leads to something bad. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I can see, again, I can see the allure in that, especially in a safe space where you can explore that, making decisions that make the situation worse for every everyone around you mm -hmm. by being the heralds of an evil chaos deity that is gonna come and destroy the world right? Being basically the minions for the actual villain. Mm -hmm. I will run that gladly for you. But I will say that that is not necessarily an evil campaign because I don't see really the reason in calling all of that evil. Sure, what you're doing is violent. You know that at the end of the day, it's going to destroy the world. In the campaign, maybe you, you decide that your character might make a decision that leads to good. And then we switch around all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. By saying that the campaign is evil and leads to a bad ending, basically, for the world, I am taking away way all decisions you have to change your character. Yeah, exactly that. Determining beforehand what type of campaign it will be uh, on this uh, just left or right being it evil or good takes away all the agency from your players and yourself mm -hmm. I think. Because um, like you, uh, with the example that you just mentioned with the characters being the quote-unquote minions of this evil uh, chaos deity, you're, if you're saying everything we are gonna, going to do is going to be an evil campaign you're taking mm -hmm. away their chance to switch their uh, change their minds yeah or change anything about their characters whatsoever because in most uh, sessions or most campaigns that I ran or played in these were the moments that we are all playing for character development something important changing the the circumstances around it didn't really matter mm. I mean yeah they did because that's what led to that moment but you know what I mean the moment was still more important the moment was 
way more important that the circumstances didn't fucking matter. Ex fucking exactly. That's the reason why I kind of see the appeal of saying, yeah, let's start with an evil campaign. And I think start uh, setting the starting tone is perfectly fine and pretty fucking huge to do that. Be on the same page with everyone and uh, everyone involved. Yeah, so it's yeah. not one character does this and the others try to stop that. And that's not really because that's just going to lead to conflicts at the table. We're going to talk about that later, by the way. I want to, but let's stay with the campaign. Uh, just setting the starting tone and then seeing in seeing to what it will be develop into is way more important than setting the complete campaign tone mm -hmm. just because you don't take away the agency. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I have had the um, situation where we started as a good campaign, but then completely switched around and then switched back just because the circumstances um, changed our characters in a way that the characters would do that now and then switched back. The circumstances that led to these moments are completely irrelevant. What, uh, what is relevant, though, is that the change to the character happened in the first place. And without that change, everything else in a TTRPG campaign is completely irrelevant. If there is no development for any character, you can write a story that just doesn't... You as a GM can just write the story out and nothing really happens. Mm -hmm. But we are playing mm -hmm. TTRPGs to have these character moments. To have these moments where we can interject and change the story to our liking. Or... Yeah at least try to change the story yeah. to our liking. No, but for real, right, we have, right, when you, when we're thinking about the, a very classic D&D-ish example is the paladin and the rogue, they've been bickering for months in this campaign and at some point, the rogue finally sees reason, declares their old thieving ways as done. I don't need to thief anymore. I see what you mean, Mr. Paladin, right? Hmm. That is a character development change that has led, that has been building up for months. Players have might, might have been already thinking about this for weeks to do this at some point when it feels right to do this for the character. And yeah. now an quote-unquote evil character has turned to the good side. Now, the exact opposite example is, well, the Paladin going, okay, maybe I've been wrong. The people you are stealing from are actually the vile evils of this world. Let's turn against them. Mm -hmm. And the paladin breaks his oath because he cannot trust the people that he has sworn to protect anymore or something. Also, one of the fun things, right, by the way, that doesn't make him necessarily very evil. It just makes him have a head development, right? He just changed his ways. Yeah. It's, it's not a block of stone. Yeah, and... I think what you said, right, have that discussion in the beginning, session zero. I mean, we've talked about it every single episode. Have that discussion, especially also when you're talking about safety tools, right? What is okay, what is not okay in this campaign, right? For example, a very uh, easy point for me is harm to children. I just never fuck with that. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I am a player, I say that it's a, a very clear... Uh, when, when I'm a player, I say... It doesn't have to happen. It really doesn't. Yeah. I, I see no reason in harm to children or uh, harm to innocent animals, for example. If it needs to happen, it can just be veiled and said it has happened, but not mm -hmm. be explicitly described. Yeah. And then I'm okay with it, for example. And that's that. Uh, have that discussion in the beginning, right? What is okay for characters to do? What is not okay for characters to do? And that should be set in stone. But also not yeah. that set in stone because you can always rediscuss that shit. 
If exactly. a person has, through recent events in their life, have a new problem with a certain aspect of the game and says in session zero, uh, I don't fuck with that, that's a red from me, no X card, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Totally fine. Respect your privacy. I'm not going to ask why or shit. We're not going to talk about it. But after a few months of campaigning, you, as that person, have learned, have dealt with that problem in your life and are now, okay, maybe I'm not that bad with it anymore. I don't know. Um, in a rediscussion, in, a, in another session zero, basically for a new chapter of your campaign, for example, you could say, by the way, um, my safety assessment has changed and so on and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. And even right, if, if something bad happens to you during a campaign, you can also obviously bring that up and say, my safety assessment has changed. Can we please get rid of this part of the game? Exactly. And I think um, just saying that outright, having, having it set in stone until someone wants to change it and then change it. Yeah. But until someone uh, says something to you, messages you or whatever in whatever form contacts you, it doesn't have to be a personal uh, discussion or whatever, right? Just in any form of contact and says, hey, I want to change that. Until then, it's set in stone. But mm. uh, as soon as the, that message hits, then change it. One of the fun things is uh, how I do my safety tools is right there, a Google document that you can anonymously fill out. Mm -hmm. If something about uh, your answer to that changes, you can first of all hand in the document is again and then I have two answers from you which isn't which isn't necessarily perfect but you could also theoretically edit your choice if you use it with the same Google account mm -hmm. but at the end of the day I only see anonymously every point where a person has said either uh, only veiled or no at all or all points where every where everyone said I want this. So I know every where some I know the points where everyone said, okay, yeah, let's do this. That's okay for me. That I can use. And I mm. see those points. And as soon as you hand in a new answer saying, oh no, this changed from good to bad, it just disappears on my list. Exactly. And I know I don't use it anymore. I don't need to ask who did it. I don't need to ask why it is. It just is. And this is right. And in that discussion, in that session zero, you can then also discuss, okay, so. We, we've talked about, uh, for example, this and this and this and this in the safety discussion. Is it okay if my character does this? Or is it okay if we as a group play more into this kind of style? For example, mm -hmm. I would like to play, uh, I don't know, a cabal of assassins. Mm -hmm. Could be fun. I'm not going to say yeah. it's not. And when everyone says, yeah, okay, let's agree to that. And then you have to say, yeah, obviously, I, I maybe it hasn't doesn't have to be discussed for those people that play a lot of combat heavy games. But that means you guys are going to murder a lot of people, right? And that could then be discussed. And, and what types of murder are okay and which are not? Some people might not deal well with certain types of depictions of murder, but are okay in their fiction with others. But at the end of the day, you, yeah, there you discuss how evil, in quotation marks, you can make your campaign. What moral choices are okay to make, even if they don't seem necessarily that good. But mm -hmm. what I wanted to really talk about, right, is that after every chapter of my campaign, I have a sit down with every single player in, in, in private to talk about what changed about their character and where they want their character to go next next chapter and then also we as a group discuss this a bit and if we as a group agree that my players don't want to continue saving the world 
from whatever evil that they might not even know of yet, right? That is behind all of the things that are happening in the campaign. Mm -hmm. And they are going, I don't want to save the world right now. My character has been fucked over by basically everything. I think he's just done with everything. Then you go, okay, cool. Um, so how do you want to play this? How do we want to portray that? What changes should I as the GM make to make that playstyle pop more for you, right? Because... One of my players, right, uh, for chapter two of our campaign, asked for more specific actual quests that lead him to somewhere where he can save people. He wasn't saying, give me a quest that does that and that. He was basically just asking for me to play into the hero role that he wants to have. And another, char another character said, I actually, I don't necessarily want to save the world. My character just wants to be himself. Mm -hmm. right he doesn't care about the world the world has been shit to him and stuff like that right and then 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 you can deal with that and it doesn't make your campaign good or evil it just makes your campaign as is yeah and i think um this is especially something that uh something that you just touched on is hugely important i think is to not be on the same page as a character all the goddamn time yes because besides table differences that's completely a, no a complete different it's, story it's only pure character right now right exactly because if your characters always agree it's kind of boring <laughs> at least for me some sort of rubbing points something that you don't always agree to 100 you may agree on the goal but you don't agree on the way to get there or something along those lines this is what makes your campaigns feel alive or feel special and changing because that's exactly mm. what they do through the interactions between your different characters you mm. further your own character and those of uh, those characters of the others and therefore have a have an organically developing campaign that then leads to something that you might not have expected from the beginning just as you've written and read uh, um, read your own character mm. because the influences that come from the world your your gm describes and um gives you are just as important as the influences or even if not less important than the influences that the other characters give you because you are uh, you uh your party your adventuring party is basically the only constant except maybe yeah okay the world around it okay but that's way too big to to grasp really you, exactly. you as the characters are the constant in play yeah you are in city a to z from beginning to end of the campaign yeah. so the city or the surroundings isn't aren't really a constant the mm -hmm. environment isn't really a constant the types of enemies that you face not really a constant the only thing that is stays the same from beginning to end usually are the party or is the party that you are currently working with yeah no but i i really want to talk about this because right on my consent forms there is a extra point of mm -hmm. inner party conflict and it includes things like inner party betrayal how good are you with one of the party betraying others and i hope i am allowed to put you on the spot here because yeah. you've asked uh, most of the time when you filled that out to say right i am okay with smaller betrayals but not without right leaving the party and going on to do exactly something against the party that's admirable it's an opinion it's yours and i will abide by it as a gm because right i asked i wanted you to tell me what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable hmm. with i can understand that because it's not necessarily that even that that, that that easy to deal with that when one of the party really basically has been working against you the entire campaign and then leaves and your character's trust is broken and you as a player even feel a little bit broken because you as a player might not have might not 
have even known. Exactly. And uh, just to clarify um, what I meant by or what I mean by that is something like the classic rogue and paladin that the, yeah, okay, it's it's totally fine for me if one character steals a couple of coins from the other. That's nothing that my character couldn't handle in character. But something that I, uh, as a player, feel uncomfortable with dealing as a player and as a character, that, that's where I draw the line, yeah. basically. Oh, But something, some small betrayals that can lead to the classic rogue and paladin talk about their shit and the rogue stop stealing or something along those lines and is after exactly that, a fuck What's yeah maybe <laughs> i don't care do what you want to do with your characters but that's character development yeah and i think for these betrayals it is exactly something that can lead to character development if it not outright kills the complete communication between them one of the things for me is if a person would come to me with that request i want to play someone evil in the group that betrays them at the end or that is all has always been with the villain of the game and has been spying on them basically mm -hmm. i say so as if the consent form basically allows it or if everyone at the table is cool with that type of thing i will say as a gem sure let's do it however i will tell you if it comes to it and your character leaves the party you have to make another one as soon as your character leaves the party construct they are an npc in my game mm -hmm. i do not care i will not i will ask you and con and, and talk to you about this character's choices maybe but i will focus play on the party and if the party is four people that have now been betrayed by one of their best friends then i'm gonna focus on this hmm. your character is has become an npc um you will not be able to play him just like another normal character at my tables Yeah. You will have to make another one. I will maybe still let you decide what he exactly does. Maybe in the confrontation session you get to play the villain. I don't care. But generally, I will not focus playtime on you anymore. Mm -hmm. I will focus playtime, as we've said, on the constant, the party. And it will only be focused on the party. However, I think that um, a lot of people, or generally, are a little too scared of inner party conflict. Yeah. If that is something that you do not want to deal with, I will never force you to deal with it. If you're playing at my tables and you say, I'm not good with that, I won't have it. However, I love playing dynamics where I am constantly bickering with someone or hate hating each other. Um, yeah. And inner party conflict being a point where you can really play out good role play and good exactly. character development. If you, if you, as Neil said, if you all agree on everything, You as the party will never really get to sit down at a campfire and have a discussion and mm -hmm. have character development only prompted by the role. You will only yeah. have that prompted by the mechanics of the game, which then say, okay, you get a level up. Now you can do another cool shit. And you go, okay, that made my, makes my character ch change his perspective on things. But these classic heartfelt moments that everyone basically brags about online when you have one of those. Uh, yeah, rivals to lovers, enemies to lovers, right? Whatever, right? There, there are a multitude of different heartfelt moments that you can mean by that. This is just the, uh, this is the stuff for me. I, I love that. I play TTRPGs for exactly that. Yeah, playing, yeah. Uh, being awesome and killing the evil dragon queen. Sure, big thing. Yeah. Sure, cool, 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 cool. Anyways, my character started off as a bitch, just constantly being an asshole, but changed and isn't that anymore. This is... What I play TTRPGs for. Yeah, slaying evil creatures. Cool, cool, cool. Changing your character in a meaningful way and having great moments to talk in character with your other player characters or with your other 
other players characters this is the stuff yeah Niels knows this that i am a player that will gladly engage when one of the other players challenges me basically to this duel of uh, characters hating each other or oh, yeah. with each other i am down for it i love inner party conflict it leads to the greatest moments i've had in play It's great for party dynamic. It is better than having a team that agrees constantly. Um, funny thing, this also relates to, for example, doing your creative projects or even work. Mm -hmm. If you only have a group that agrees with ev on everything, you're gonna have a great time for at least a while. But at some point, it is better to disagree on stuff. Yeah. It is better to have a healthy disagreement and have a healthy discussion about stuff than to just agree to something. And in TTRPGs, we get to have a little bit more of the unhealthy disagreements, right? We mm. we get to scream at each other while by behind the ta behind the table or under the table we're chatting with each other oh i hope you're fine I, this exactly. type of shit right exactly we get to have these unhealthy screaming matches with each other in a healthy environment and exactly that creates great characters great role play and great experiences that you will remember yeah and i and, and i think especially in a party that tries to save the world or do that or the, do this that really melts together over the course of the campaign. Having these inner party conflicts are basically a way to challenge the other character to, hey, I know you can be better, be better mm -hmm. than you are right now. It's yeah. basically, I disagree with what you are doing, not because I just want to disagree, but because I know this can be better, And whatever this thing may be. Mm. And I'm gonna say it, if you're a GM or a player in a table and your table is scared of PvP, again, if it's for a valid reason that you've discussed as a table, this does not apply to you. But generally speaking, you're fucking cowards. PvP at the table, if everyone agrees to it, is one of the best fucking things that you can think about. If it's done right, if you mm -hmm. as a table all agree, everyone is having fun, your characters really are standing up for what they believe in and grab their weapons and fight it out. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily killing the other character right that, that's maybe a little bit too far i agree but generally letting weapons clash because that's how you can solve an argument if you are a master at this weapon and the other person is also a master at theirs fucking go for it yeah it's amazing it especially if so that much is supported by the role play of really hating that other person's guts right and i'm talking mm -hmm. with person i mean character Not the yeah. player. Never, never use the game to solve conflicts outside of the table. It will not work. It should not work. And if you do it, I'm going to say it. I'm going to throw you out of my table because you're an asshole. Exactly. The table is not for you to solve conflicts with people that you can talk to. Exactly. If you have a problem with someone, uh, another player at the table, deal with that, but not through the lens of this game. That's not, not what this is for. Yeah. And whatever decision you come to with that person, or even if your decision is talk to the GM and say, I don't want to play with that person anymore, I will leave the group. It's fine. It's better than doing bullshit in the game and ruining the experience for everyone involved, yourself exactly. included. No, but um, the one thing that you as a GM really have to do, get your characters to be evil or be good or at least make these grand choices, right, is make grand moments for these choices to take place in. Exactly. You, you as a GM should not focus on, okay, this campaign is going to be so evil, they're going to be the minions of a bad villain. Sure, that is that is that is that is some part of the setup, but the setup should rather be they are minions that the villain has taken from a kingdom and now sends them back to that kingdom to destroy it. 
to wreak mm. havoc upon it, to kill the king. Exactly. And he has taken one of the king's guard and corrupted him to the point that he hates the king. And now your job as a GM is to put that king's guard in front of the king and let the player make the choice. Do he really kills him and proves that he has been corrupted? Mm. Or does he fight the corruption? And that is yeah. a player choice. But you as a GM have the job to put him in that position. And you can yeah. put him in that position. And you should. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, your job as a GM is basically to be the the game uh, like the tell, Telltale games or something along the, the lines of Life is Strange or something. You tell a story that leads to choices that your characters need to make. And these choices have an amazing and incredible impact on the story to come. And you don't uh, care, you as a game or as, a, as the game master, don't care what they choose. You only care that they have to choose. Mm -hmm. These are the moments that you want to create. If you, even if you build an evil campaign or a good campaign or just a campaign, and don't get me wrong, just a campaign, I think is the way to go. Mm. Because don't focus on what is evil, what is good, because your characters will do both. 98% of the time, your characters will do both evil and good things just from experience so don't focus too much on that just build a campaign and build situations where they have to choose and can choose and mm -hmm. let these choices have an impact on the story yeah. to come and if you're then going online talking about my players are making all the evil choices in my game my game is an evil game that's different i'm I will let that slide because that is a judgment you as a GM can make. You as a GM can say that what you just did is evil. For example, in that campaign that I've talked about, right, as with the other two examples already in this game, in this session, in this recording, <laughs> that's the word, they've also decapitated someone that they couldn't save. He was, he was, he would transform into a monster, killing more innocent people. And the player said, we have no way of helping you and we cannot risk you killing more people. We're going to kill you. Is that an evil thing or a good thing? It's neither. It's the thing. It's the thing. It's the choice. Right? It's a choice that was made. I, as a GM, still think that by the information that my players had, by the context that they've had, it was an evil act. But I'm not going to go into the entire context because the context yeah. is like 10 minutes of explaining. Yeah, and I think that this is... A get this? They would have had to take a day's travel to get the thing that he wanted to be... That, that would have saved him. And mm -hmm. they said, we cannot even take that day of travel. And they basically refused helping him any further. Yeah, and I think... Uh, what you just mentioned is something that uh, completely throws the what is good, what is evil uh, situation out of the window is context. Because um, one choice might on paper look evil, but within the context is good or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. in, I mean, yeah, not that's not for every choice. In general, context for choices is hugely important when you try to determine if something is good or bad. Yeah. If there even is a thing as good or bad yeah. all the yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah, context right. is freaking important. Every quote that is uh, completely thrown out of context, ha, ha, always look at it with a grain of salt. Obviously, right? Context is very important to most things are done. There's so much context to it that I also don't like when you say my campaign is an evil campaign. However, when your players, when, when you after the fact with your players talk about it and say, well, that campaign was pretty evil and you all agree, then sure, call it that. I don't mind. But I would never invite my invite people to, okay, let's play an evil campaign because that would exactly. already take away like half the choices that they could possibly make in my game because I said, let's play evil and then when I give them a choice, they obviously obviously go for the evil choice because this is an evil campaign we want to play evil right mm. no you want to play characters 
And even an evil person is capable of doing good things. And even a good person is doing is capable of doing evil things. Hell yeah. Why would we label a campaign, a game where we can play characters and make choices for them as evil and basically kind of instigate that everyone should make the evil choice? No, mm. it's not fun. Exactly. And I think that sums it up perfectly. That, that basically answers the questions that I had before and throw up some more and answer those anyway. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else that you want to get out there? I, I have nothing. So um, with that, thank you all for listening to this episode and here on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Double DM. It appears you liked this one. What we had to say and our advice helped you. Why not show us how we helped you in a rating or even write a review detailing us how we helped? You can do this on the platform that you are listening on right now. It's just a few clicks, doesn't take long, and helps us out. It gets us out there and our advice into more ears of more people. Thanks again for listening and joining us on this amazing journey. Have a great day and see you on the next one. Bye-bye. My name, hello everyone and welcome to TTRPG Podcast, Double DM, Double DM Podcast, I don't know what you want from me.